Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dion Gordon Podcast. I am your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, and the man who calls it right down the middle, Dion Tyree Gordon. Enough of the bullshit. Let's get to work. Big news in the world of sports media, mainstream sports media, television sports media, undisputed on Fox Sports 1, Skip and Shannon undisputed on Fox Sports 1. It was announced this week that one half of that show, Shannon Sharp, Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, three-time Super Bowl champion Shannon Sharp, is no longer going to be affiliated with that show. Shannon Sharp has been bought out of his contract at Fox Sports 1. Shannon Sharp will no longer be sitting across the desk from Skip Bayless and arguing incessantly about the same three goddamn topics on a daily fucking basis. LeBron James, Dallas Cowboys, and Tom Brady, that's all they ever talk about. No longer will Shannon Sharp be doing that on Fox Sports 1 Undisputed, Skip and Shannon. His tenure will come to an end at the conclusion of the NBA Finals. So give or take about one week because the Denver Nuggets are going to beat the Miami Heats in about five games, maybe even four. But I digress. This is big news. This is huge. This is earth-shattering shit right here. For a lot of people, their morning, their day, their early routine began with Skip and Shannon debating each other about sports every morning on FS1. A long time ago, I used to watch that show on a regular basis. That's how my day began, watching Undisputed, Skip and Shannon. I used to be, past tense, once upon a time, entertained by that show, thought it was funny, thought it was intriguing, engaging, scintillating conversation, compelling arguments. And then I got bored with it because, like I said, all they do is talk about the same three fucking topics every goddamn show. LeBron, Cowboys, Tom Brady. And that's really it. And to me, I think that's an overall disservice to the world of sports. I, I understand it's about ratings. It's about social media. It's about what most people are talking about. Mainstream, casual fans don't really give too much of a shit about the National League Central. So you're not going to begin the show talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates or the St. Louis Cardinals. The average, everyday, casual sports fan doesn't really give a fuck about the NFC South Unless Tom Brady is playing for the Buccaneers, but you take Brady off the Buccaneers and the average person is not going to spend too much time of their day debating about the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons. Speaking of the aforementioned Denver Nuggets, they were the number one seed in the NBA Western Conference, a great basketball team, more than likely going to win the NBA Finals this season, the first time in franchise history. Nikola Jokic, a great basketball player. Jamal Murray, excellent basketball player. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Mike Malone as the head coach. The Denver Nuggets are a great basketball team. Unfortunately, they're also fucking boring. They are a modern-day, updated version of the San Antonio Spurs. Small market basketball team, fundamentally sound, executes well, does all the little things, plays perfect precision-based basketball. But to the average person, to the casual fan, they don't care. There's no personality. There's no charisma. There's no je ne sais quoi about the Denver Nuggets. They're just a bunch of guys. They're just random-ass dudes. There's no cachet to the Denver Nuggets. There's no LeBron James about the Denver Nuggets. There's no Stephen Curry about the Denver Nuggets. They beat my Los Angeles Lakers 4-0. Sweep. They got the purple and gold the fuck out of here. What was the main story coming out that series? What was the number one trending topic? What was 
the topic of conversation on social media and regular media and everyday conversation amongst normal, not I shouldn't say normal, but against the regular everyday average basketball fan. They're not talking about the Denver Nuggets winning. They're talking about the Lakers losing. They're talking about LeBron being swept. That was the headline. That's the story. That's what you run with. So with that being said, I understand why Skip and Shannon and so many other mainstream sports media outlets focus on the stars because that's what drives revenue. That's how you make your money. That's how you get ratings. I understand it. I don't like it, though. I think it's off-putting. I think it's boring. I think it's annoying. I think it's disrespectful to star athletes, to great athletes who do things the right way, who are achieving at a high level, who are winning. The team that wins should be the team you talk about, not the loser. You shouldn't talk about LeBron's legacy. He just lost. Fuck him. He's done. He's in Cancun. The conversation should be about, should be about Nikola Jokic, but Nikola Jokic is boring. He's Serbian. He doesn't speak English that well. He's boring. He's milquetoast. He's vanilla. You're not going to get ratings talking about Nikola Jokic. So that's why Skip and Shannon, first take, this just in, uh, get up with Mike Greenberg, the worst sports television show on TV, by the way. That's why they talk about the same shit every fucking day. So as far as me watching Undisputed on a daily, regular basis, as far as me beginning my day by watching Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp argue with each other about the same topics every day, I stopped doing that a long time ago. However, I still paid attention. You can't help but pay attention. You can't help but know about them. They are popular mainstream sports figures. A lot of other people, millions of other people, pay attention to them, unfortunately, and watch their shows, unfortunately, and give them credence and give them a platform to convey nonsensical, stupid sports opinions and bad hot takes. So it's, it's big news whenever there's a shakeup that happens amongst these daily sports talk shows where a popular host is no longer going to be on that show, and that is the case with Skip and Shannon Undisputed. Now, to me, this is not just a spur-of-the-moment, spontaneous, out-of-nowhere, out-of-left-field thing. To me, there's a whole list, a whole chain of events that brought us to this point, that facilitated the departure of Shannon Sharp off of Undisputed. This has been months in the making. A whole timeline of events have led us to this point. First and foremost, my own opinion, my, this is just me talking. This is Dion Gordon talking. But the first crack, the first thing I saw that told me there's internal friction going on between Skip and Shannon that's not contrived, that's not just for debate purposes, it's real, it's legitimate, was the day after... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took a visit out to Santa Clara, California and got earth, wind, fire and ice beaten out of them by my beloved San Francisco 49ers. Once again, always got to figure out a way to interject the San Francisco 49ers into every conversation. But in this case, in this instance, it's legitimate because the 49ers have beaten the Buccaneers 35 to 7. Tom Brady, horrendous in that game. Awful, terrible, horrific performance. The 49er defense shut down the greatest quarterback in pro football history. The GOATs, the greatest football player ever, looked like a mere mortal that day against my beloved San Francisco 49ers. And the day after, talking about this game on Undisputed, we saw a public meltdown between Skip and Shannon, we saw in real time the overall lack of respect that Skip Bayless has for Shannon Sharp. Shannon always takes the position of being anti-Brady. Skip very much so pro-Brady. So they go back and forth on that. It's the reverse of their daily LeBron arguments where Shannon is waving the pom-poms for LeBron, literally wearing his jersey sometimes on live national television. And Skip has made a career out of being a notorious LeBron James hater, but it's in the reverse 
It's the opposite when they're talking about Tom Brady. Shannon usually takes a hardline stance against Tom Brady. Skip will defend him no matter what. Even someone like me, I've, I've been accused on a much smaller scale of being a Tom Brady lover, a Tom Brady apologist, someone who always has unconditional love for Tom Brady. I just said it. If Tom Brady has a bad game, I'll call that shit out. I got no issue with that. I got no problem in doing that. Is he my favorite football player ever? Yes. Do I look at him as being the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the best quarterback ever played pro football? I just said it. Yes. Emphatically. Absolutely. Always and forever. Yes. Tom Brady is the GOAT. But if Tom Brady has a bad game... I got no issue in calling that out. And that day versus the 49ers, Tom Brady was not good. Just like that wild card game against Dallas, Tom Brady was the drizzling shits. I got no issue in saying that. But back to Skip and Shannon. They're having their usual debate and argument about Tom Brady, and then Skip just goes off on him. Skip goes ballistic on Shannon Sharp. Their debate took a very contentious turn when Skip looked at Shannon and said, you're jealous of Tom Brady because he's playing until right now he's 45 years old. You had to stop at 35 years old. You're jealous of him because he can play into his mid-40s. You had to stop in your mid-30s. First and foremost, that's an asinine thing to say. Based on their positions, it's easier for Tom Brady to play into his 40s than it would be for Shannon Sharp or any other tight end to try to play into their 40s. I've never seen a 40-year-old tight end ever in the history of the National Football League. I'd have to look it up. I think Ozzie Newsom and Tony Gonzalez, probably the two oldest tight ends I've ever – I never really saw Ozzie Newsom play – but I know Tony Gonzalez was like 37, 38 by the time he wrapped up playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Typically, a tight end is not going to play that long anyway. A tight end is a de facto sixth offensive lineman. You're being asked to block. You're being asked to help out in the running game. Then you got to run routes, go across the middle. It's a physically more taxing position than a quarterback is. Quarterbacks are exponentially more protected than a tight end would ever be. People don't pay money to go to a football game and watch a tight end play. They pay money to go watch a quarterback play. Watch any advertisement that a network is going to run for an upcoming football game. They're going to show the quarterbacks. If Kansas City has a game against the San Francisco 49ers coming up on Fox, CBS, ESPN, ABC, NBC, whatever, the networks are going to advertise Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. They're not going to advertise Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Even though Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are the two best tight ends in pro football, the networks are not going to advertise the tight ends. They're going to advertise the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. That's who gets top billing. It's a quarterback league. Quarterbacks are very much protected. Quarterbacks are as, as much protected as the goddamn president nowadays. They got secret service on the field to ensure the health, safety, and protection of modern-day NFL quarterbacks. That's just what it is. And Tom Brady, even with all that being said, Tom Brady is an anomaly. Tom Brady is an exception. Most quarterbacks don't make it to 45. Even quarterbacks who played in the same era as Tom Brady. Don't make it to 45. Matt Ryan completely washed up at about the age of 39 and 40. He's pretty much retired right now. Aaron Rodgers, 39 or 40 right now. Same thing, an exception. Drew, Drew Brees, by the time he got to his late 30s, washed up. Couldn't throw the ball past 20 yards anymore. Ben Roethlisberger, go on and on. Peyton Manning, by the time he got to his late 30s, completely washed the average quarterback, the average quarterback is not going to make it to 45 years old. So trying to throw that in somebody's face, a former 
Super Bowl champion, a three-time Super Bowl champion, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Shannon Sharp wears a gold jacket. Shannon Sharp has a bust residing in Canton, Ohio right now, one of the greatest football players ever. And for someone like Skip Bayless to look him in the eye and say, you're critical of Tom Brady because you're jealous of him because he played till he's 45 and you were done at 35 is completely ridiculous, preposterous, asinine, nonsensical, stupid, all of the above. Now, at this point in the argument, Shannon is getting defensive. Shannon is trying to defend himself. Shannon says back to Skip, I did what I did. You make me seem like I'm a bum, like I'm nobody. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. I'm a three-time Super Bowl champion. Skip, with no hesitation, says, so what? He said, so what? The guy is in the fucking Hall of Fame. Gold jacket, bust, three-time Super Bowl champion, a key contributor to all three of those championship teams. Twice with the Denver Broncos, one time in Baltimore with the Baltimore Ravens, that 2000 Ravens football team. The only offense they really had was Shannon Sharp. Skip Bayless with a straight face who never played a professional sport at any point in his life, never came close, never scratched the surface. It was revealed on first take a long time ago by Jalen Rose that Skip Bayless once upon a time was playing freshman basketball as a senior in high school, averaging 1.4 points per game. That really happened. And you can look it up. That's, that's a real thing. Skip Bayless was a senior in high school playing freshman basketball, averaging 1.4 points per game. You, the old, you are the oldest motherfucker out there. And yet you can't score more than two points. And yet here you are, fast forward to right now, and you got the audacity, the unmitigated gall, the temerity, the nerve to question, to ridicule, to minimize, to devout, to invalidate a pro football Hall of Famer and tell him his career meant nothing because he's not Tom Brady. What are you even saying in that statement? You know what? In that regard, Lawrence Taylor wasn't shit. Jim Brown, the late, great Jim Brown, rest in peace to Jim Brown. He was garbage. Jerry Rice, nothing. Go down the list. Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, they all sucked. They were all the drizzling shits. I mean, seriously, if you're going to look at a football, at a pro football Hall of Famer and try to invalidate his career, and try to minimize his accomplishments by saying, you're not Tom Brady, well, who, who is who the fuck is Tom Brady? Barry Sanders? Oh, he was nobody, man. A run-of-the-mill, average, everyday journeyman running back. He meant nothing because his career is not on par with Tom Brady. What are you talking about right now? What is happening? This really happens on live national television? This guy makes $32 million or, or whatever he's worth? Actually, no, here, here's something else to this argument. Skip gets paid $6 million a year for undisputed shannon gets half of that i looked this up as well shannon gets three million a year to co-host undisputed it's skip bayless's show skip gets six million but that's a i'll get to that point later but still you're gonna try to act like shannon sharp's career didn't mean shit because he's not tom brady who else is name another quarterback name another football player period that can say they won seven Super Bowls. Name anybody. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, four-time NFL League MVP, over 600 touchdown passes, over 100,000 combined passing yards, regular season and playoffs. Nobody's on the level of Tom Brady when you're talking about career accomplishments and accolades. No one matches that. But you're going to try to diminish an, an all-time great football player by saying well you're jealous of Tom Brady because you're not him he's better than you motherfucker I'm better than you and Shannon began to say that and started getting loud started getting boisterous you know he perked up a little bit got some bass in his voice took off his glasses Here, here's my favorite part he took off his glasses said wait a minute let me finish wait a minute skip 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 
wait a minute, let me finish, took off his glasses. Skip Bayless, with every bit of smug, arrogant, condescending, pretentious, douchebaggery, looked at Shannon Sharp and said, man, put your glasses back on. It looked like he was offended that Shannon Sharp took his glasses off. In that moment, you know what I saw as a black man in that moment? I saw, metaphorically speaking, every white man at a job, every single white boss, supervisor, manager, team, shift lead, I saw every single white man in America or white woman in America looking at their black employee and saying, nigger, don't you dare try me. I own you. I employ your black ass. You ain't shit without me, boy. Stay in your motherfucking place. Sit down. Take that bass out your voice and put your glasses back on, boy. Who the hell you think you are right now to challenge me in this environment, in this setting? Cameras rolling, live national TV. Who the fuck you think you are? I don't care if you're a pro football Hall of Famer, a three-time Super Bowl champion. I don't care about none of that shit. Fuck you and your gold jacket, boy. Don't you ever, in your natural black life, try my ass. I employ you. I sign your checks. I allow you to exist in this capacity. Think about everything you got, boy. I gave it to you. My white ass gave it to you. Your black ass wouldn't be shit without the white man co-signing it. That's how all that came across to me. That's what I saw in that situation. I, hey, hey, I've been there before. I've been talked down to from a white boss, a white manager, a white supervisor. I've been dressed down like that, not on live national television, but it has happened. It happens to all of us at some point or another. And I've been saying this for years. Even you might like a white person. You might be cool. You might be friendly with a white person. You might think that white person is down for the cause. But trust and believe at some point or another, that white person is going to remind your black ass that in the grand scheme of things, you ain't shit. They're whites. You're black. They're above you and you are beneath them. Trust and believe Every single white person has it in them. I don't give a fuck how much rap music they listen to. The Undisputed Thieves song is Lil Wayne. Skip and Lil Wayne are cool with each other. And because of that, so many black folks, and I hate this with every fiber of my being. I can't stand this shit. So many black folks want to give out the proverbial invitation to the cookouts. Oh, Skip, you were invited to the cookout. Because you down with the cause. You down with the brothers. You got, you got Lil Wayne doing the theme song, doing the intro to Undisputed. You hired and employed Shannon Sharp. You got a brother on there with black and mounds and cognac and speaking the way he speaks. And you let him be himself. You let his big country ass go on TV and do all the shit he does and be the way he is. Oh, Skip is one of us. Skip got all these photos of him wearing Jordans every day on the show. Skip wears a suit with a pair of Jordans, usually the Jordan 11s. Oh, man, look at Skip. He one of us. He got the Concord Jordan 11s on. He's one of the brothers. He's one of ours. Oh, here you go, Skip. Here's an invitation to the cookout. I'm sick and fucking tired of black people having such low expectations. Cut that shit out, black folks, and stop going out your way to seek approval and validation and acceptance from people who really don't accept your black ass. Because like I said, eventually at one point or another, just wait, just be patient. It's going to happen to you. It's happened to me before. It's, it will happen to you. At some point or another, a white person will check your black ass and remind you, you ain't shit. They're up here and you're down there. Stay in your motherfucking place. Go back and watch that clip. Go back and watch that video. Something else to watch for and pay attention to in that clip. Look how offended Skip was that Shannon Sharp talks shit about Tom Brady. He even said it. He said, he told, he told Shannon, you're so disrespectful to him. I'm going to tell you something else. 
from lifetime experience, white people don't like it when black people talk shit about white folks. Oh, man, they can't stand that shit. I'm going to tell you that right now. White folks hate when black folks got the nerve, the audacity, unmitigated gall, temerity, etc., to speak in a negative way about white folks. They don't like that shit at all. I see that every day. I experience that every day. I always try to relate personal life stories and instances to what I'm talking about because there's so many, there's so many parallels. And also because I've traveled a lot, I've been in different places, I've been in different states, different countries. I feel like at the risk of sounding arrogant, I got a lot of life experience. I've been a lot of places, I've been exposed to different things, I've been around a lot of different types of people. And I've seen white people all over the country. Being in the United States Navy, I met a lot of white people from different states, different parts of the country. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just saying these things. And you can agree or you can disagree, but I know for a fact that white folks get deeply offended whenever a black person talks shit about a white person. Y'all don't like that. Now, sit there. Let's say you at work in the break room. And fill in the blank, black celebrity did something stupid, got locked up or whatever. Talk about that and denigrate the black person in question. All right. Agree with everybody in the room that whoever the black person is you're talking about in question was wrong and deserves to get locked up or deserves to lose money or lose their job or whatever. Say that out loud. The white folks in the room, you know what they're going to do? Nod their head in agreement. One of them might even look at you and say, see, he gets it. He's one of the good ones. He gets it. See, he's not like the other ones. That might happen. That could happen. Or they're going to say that. If they don't say it verbally, if they don't say it out loud, they're going to be thinking that internally. See, he's one of the good ones. Now, you've been reduced to, uh, to a Candace Owens, Stacey Dash back in the day, you know, fill in the blank. Handkerchief head Negro, you're one of them now. They accept you because you as a black person criticized another black person now. Speak out of turn about a white person, a white celebrity that fucked up. Talk about the president, especially if it's Trump. Oh, they can't. They'll turn against you with the quickness because how dare you speak ill about any white person? You're black. I don't give a fuck who you are, how much money you got in your pocket. You'll never be on the same level as the most poor, broke, destitute white person. You don't measure up. You're black. You're beneath them. So for Shannon Sharp to be on TV talking about Tom Brady and look at Skip Bayless's reaction, there you go. You saw all of that in real time. Every single thing I'm talking about, you saw all of that in real time. There's always going to be a double standard there's always going to be hypocrisies. I'm a Tom Brady fan. I can't say that enough. But one of the things that Brady is known for is going off on his teammates, losing his shit on the sideline. If a bad play happens, a fumble, if he threw a pick, if he got sacked, if his running back missed a, an assignment on blitz pickup, if the left tackle got destroyed off the edge, by a pass rushing defensive end. If any of those things happen, Brady's going to go to the sideline, pick up that Microsoft tablet, smash it to the ground, get up in people's faces, cuss people out. His teammates, coaches, assistant coaches, doesn't matter. He's going to go on the sideline and throw a temper tantrum. He's going to go ballistic. He's going to lose his shit. No one really says anything about it. It's okay. That shows passion. That shows intensity. That shows that he cares. And it does. I agree with that part. But if we're going to say that about Tom Brady, maintain that same energy if a black quarterback does the same thing. If Lamar Jackson goes off on his teammates on the sideline. If Jalen Hurts does that. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, whoever. Fill in the blank. Black quarterback does the same shit on the sideline. Don't say they're trying to show their teammates up. They're being disrespectful to their coaches. They're, they're being petulant. They're being childish. Don't say any of that. 
Say the same things about them that you say about Tom Brady, but you won't because the mostly Caucasian mainstream sports media doesn't like talking shit about their fellow Caucasians. However, if a brother does the same exact thing, they're going to crucify him. That's just the way it goes. Double standards, hypocrisies always exist, especially in between the races, especially against black folks. So Shannon Sharp, that was number one. I spent a lot of time on that one, but that was the first time that I noticed there's something going on here. They don't get along with each other. They're not on the same page. They're not cool anymore as they once were. The second instance, the unfortunate situation on January 2nd, 2023 on a Monday night football game in Cincinnati, Ohio, where in the first quarter of this football game, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, passed out on the field and went into cardiac arrest live in front of the entire country, the whole world watching ESPN Monday Night Football. Millions of people saw this. A football player, a man, somebody's son passed out on the field, took a shot to the chest from Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. Completely innocuous play, harmless, basic play you see in every single football game. But that helmet to the chest triggered something within DeMar Hamlin, passed out cardiac arrest, CPR. Had to be administered to DeMar Hamlin on the field. A scary, harrowing situation. Potentially catastrophic event that fortunately was narrowly averted. And DeMar Hamlin is still alive, six feet above the ground, and even talking about playing football this season. What a, what a miraculous comeback story that would be. Uh, remains to be seen. However, during the game... As paramedics are attending to DeMar Hamlin as a fucking ambulance is on the field. Something you don't normally see in a football game. An actual ambulance is on the field because we got a player going into cardiac arrest right now in the middle of a football game. During all of that, Skip Bayless decides to go on Twitter and tweets out the following. Quotes, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. End quotes from Skip Bayless. Probably not the best time to send that tweet out. As I said, paramedics, ambulance, on the field, both teams on the field, concern amongst everybody in the stadium and all of those watching live at home. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, visibly shaken, tears in his eyes because his teammate, his friend, another man, has fallen unconscious on a football field. And Skip Bayless, in the middle of all that, is concerned about the outcome of the football game and playoff ramifications completely just disrespectful you want to talk about Shannon Sharp being disrespectful to Tom Brady how respectful are you being to DeMar Hamlin and more importantly the family of DeMar Hamlin in that situation by being being more concerned about playoffs and playoff ramifications and the outcome of a game and the conclusion of a game than you are about the life and humanity of DeMar Hamlin, instead of expressing compassion and empathy and just overall being showing civility about the situation, just being a human being about the situation, instead of doing that, you're, you're tweeting out about the playoffs. Well, not only did this offend millions of people on Twitter, it offended Skip Bayless's co-host, Shannon Sharp, who opted not to show up for work the following day. Came in the day after that. And he and Skip had another heated, contentious argument about this, to which Skip stood on his word, did not offer an apology, said, I stand on my tweets. I meant what I said. I said what I meant. And this pissed off Shannon Sharp, ex-football player Shannon Sharp, a guy who's a part of that brotherhood, of that fraternity of football players past and present. Men who played the game and understand the risk involved 
and understand the overall fragility of what they do. These, these huge, big, strong, physical specimens, these, these monsters of men, these human walking action figures, even as physically imposing as they all are, well, except for the kickers, but the, the skill players, the position players, as physically imposing as they are, they all know it can all end on the very next play. It can all come to an end just like that in the blink of an eye. Look at the history of the game. Daryl Stingley, Joe Theismann, Mike Utley, Dennis Bird from the New York Jets a long time ago. Shannon Sharp's older brother, Sterling Sharp, in his own right, an all-time great football player, an excellent, should-be pro football Hall of Famer, Sterling Sharp, one of the best receivers of his era. Really, it was just him and Jerry Rice, one and two during that era, late 80s, early 90s. If you've never seen Sterling Sharp play football, you missed out. As a little kid, when I started watching football, I saw Sterling Sharp on a football field catching passes from Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers, awesome NFL football player that unfortunately had his career cut short due to a neck injury. So Shannon knows. Shannon saw it in his own family. It can all come to an end in one play. And for DeMar Hamlin, his life almost came to an end in the blink of an eye, the snap of a finger, one millisecond, one play almost ended everything for DeMar Hamlin. So that's the perspective that Shannon Sharp is coming from when he expresses concern and empathy and sadness, humanity for DeMar Hamlin in that situation. Skip Bayless never played the game. He's looking at it as a bloodthirsty fan, as a columnist, as a talking head on television. He don't care. It's not his life. It's not his body. Skip Bayless represents all the fans out there who don't give a fuck about the welfare, safety, and well-being of these athletes. They look at athletes as animals. Roman gladiators, go out there and entertain us. Go out there, put your life and body on the line. Do what you got to do. I'm more concerned about my fantasy football team than I am about your life. I'm more concerned about my favorite football team making the playoffs than I am about your life. You know, it's, it's sad to say that, but it's also reality. That's how the average sports fan looks at football. Just go out there, entertain us. Put up some numbers from my fantasy football team. Gambling odds as well. There's also a gambling aspect to this. A lot of people probably lost money that night. Let's go ahead and call it what it is. If you bet on that game and the game didn't even finish, it's not even technically a real football game, you lost money. So a lot of folks, gambling degenerates, might be upset. At, they might actually be upset at DeMar Hamlin. How dare you go into cardiac arrest? You fucked up my parlay. I could have got $500 off this game and you had to go into cardiac arrest? How dare you? The nerve. Hey, I'm just being honest. Some people probably looked at that game that way more than likely the average everyday person is a piece of shit unless you listen to the Deion Gordon podcast if you are one of the 40 or 50,000 people that listen to the Deion Gordon podcast you are a good person but unfortunately there are billions of people on this earth and so far as of yet as of right now I have not reached those people yet so the average everyday person is a piece of shit and they don't care about somebody else's life. It's a selfish, individualistic world we live in. The average person only cares about themselves. Let's just be honest about it. That was strike number two. As far as the timeline of events that led to this departure of Shannon Sharp off a first, first take, off of Undisputed. Number three, the third incident. And this is on Shannon. Skip ain't got nothing to do with this. The first two were about Skip. The third one is about Shannon and Shannon only. He did this to himself. This public altercation that he got into at a Lakers game, sitting courtside at Staples Center for a Lakers-Grizzlies regular season basketball game. And out of nowhere, they're coming back from commercial. And Mike Breen says, 
we want to show you a situation that took place during halftime between Shannon Sharp and T. Morant, the father of John Morant. Shannon is woofing, talking shit to T. Morant. And then the entire Memphis Grizzlies roster walks over to the situation. Shannon Sharp is about to fight an entire basketball team in public courtside at a Lakers game. Why? Because the Grizzlies were talking shit about his boy toy. I shouldn't say that. Talking shit about his favorite basketball player, LeBron James. Make no mistake about it, Shannon Sharp nowadays is better known for being a fanboy, for waving the pom-poms, for being LeBron James' biggest fan. It's kind of it's, it's kind of scary. Not even kind of, like it is scary. It's borderline not even borderline. It is weird. It's very concerning. The level of fandom that Shannon Sharp has for LeBron James. This brother was about to fight an entire basketball team to protect the honor of another grown man? What is that about? Who does that? Think about this. LeBron James's two childhood friends, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, we're also at the same game. I didn't see either one of them on the court about to square up against Dylan Brooks or Steven Adams or John Morant or Brandon Clark, whoever. <laughs> I didn't see Desmond Bade about to fight Maverick Carter or Rich Paul out there. Like These are childhood friends. They grew up with him. They're, they're from Akron, Ohio, just like LeBron is. They've known him forever. They knew him when he was broke, when he was poor, before he got to the NBA. They weren't even out there about to fight a basketball team in LeBron James' honor. This guy, on the other hand, who barely even knows LeBron, a fan on television, a guy who has a high-profile job on national television getting paid $3 million a year, about to risk it all in the honor, in the name of a guy he barely knows. A few years ago, on LeBron's TV show, The Shop, which is utterly preposterous because he has fake hair. But LeBron James's TV show that takes place in the confines of a barbershop, he had Antonio Brown on there. Former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. AB is on there talking shit about Shannon Sharp. Go look this up. It's on YouTube. Antonio Brown denigrating Shannon Sharp. LeBron James sitting right there about, I don't know, four feet away from him. Didn't say a word. Quiet as a mouse pissing on cotton. Didn't say a word to defend Shannon Sharp. A.B. says that a lot of ex-pro football players didn't take care of themselves and didn't set themselves up for life after football. And he's talking about Shannon Sharp specifically. And he says... You know, the reason he's on TV doing everything he's doing with the cognac and the backwoods and all that is because he didn't set himself up for life after football. And how how dare he attack me on television every day when he's doing all of that and setting a bad example for the kids. Now, it's easy in retrospect to say, in hindsight, to say Antonio Brown's crazy. His word doesn't mean shit. Who is he to be talking about anyone? Look at all the public displays of buffoonery that he has exhibited over the years. You know, the frostbite on his feet, the whole, the whole Raiders fiasco, that, that was a whole disaster. His unceremonious departure from Tampa Bay, running off the field in the middle of a football game, shirtless. Antonio Brown has a lot of bullshit going on with him too, but for me, this is an instance where I'm not looking at the messenger. I'm looking at the message. In particular, I'm looking at the fact that Antonio Brown says all of this on LeBron James' platform. First and foremost, Maverick Carter said out loud, I agree. That's number one. Number two, they put the camera right on LeBron. LeBron didn't say a word. LeBron said nothing Zero words came out that man's mouth. Meanwhile, you got a guy on national television every single day defending your name and telling anybody that wants to listen that you, LeBron James, 
is the greatest basketball player ever, the GOAT, the man, wearing your jersey on live national television, debating with Skip Bayless every day for seven years about you being the best basketball player ever. Michael Jordan ain't shit. Kobe Bryant sucked. You're the man. This guy defends his whole persona, his whole image nowadays is about defending LeBron James. Talk to anybody under the age of 30. Ask them about Shannon Sharp. They're going to say that guy on TV with the black and milds, the cognac, the backwoods, arguing with, with, with Skip Bayless about LeBron James. They're going to say Uncle Shay Shay. They're going to say something about his TV persona, which is directly tied to defending LeBron James. You were there at a Laker game about to fight a whole basketball team in the honor of LeBron James. And when that man, that same dude, LeBron James, sat there on his TV show in the barbershop, and he, he sat right next to Antonio Brown and heard everything A.B. said about your black ass, he said nothing. What kind of friend is that? You're going to sit on TV and defend that guy? He didn't defend you? That's crazy to me. Shannon doing that? In public is a bad look. Like I said, this guy's a an employee for Fox Sports. You represent that company. They're paying you millions of dollars a year. This is a bad look. If one of their employees is in public about to fight an entire basketball team, that is a horrendous look. It reflects negatively on you and the show and the company you represent. Poor PR, as I said about John Morant. When you, when you work in a professional environment, you're never really off work. And when you do things outside of work that can reflect back on you and your job and your profession in a negative way, there's going to be consequences for that. It never got out on a TV show. But I would venture to say that behind closed doors in private, words were communicated to Shannon Sharp about the correct and proper way to represent the company and the brand skipping Shannon undisputed and this is not the correct way to do that that's strike number three then recently just about two weeks ago we got another incident involving Shannon Sharp making an ass out of himself involving my man Kwame Brown the number one draft pick in the 2001 NBA draft my man Kwame Brown Shannon Sharp got some of Kwame Brown's mama's cooking because Kwame made a video. He went live on IG talking about how LeBron James has no go-to moves, which is correct and accurate. An accurate assessment and honest critique. LeBron James has no go-to move. In a pressure situation with the season on the line, Game on the line, such as the remaining seconds of Game 4 of the 2023 Western Conference Final, about a week and a half ago, the Lakers against the Denver Nuggets, the ball in the hands of LeBron James, and instead of executing, I don't know, a two-dribble pull-up, getting to a spot, rising up, taking a shot, a la Michael Jordan, something that Kobe Bryant damn sure would have done, LeBron James dribbles into a double team, loses possession of the ball, doesn't even get a shot off, and the Lakers' season ends on a whimper. Not even a shot attempt. The Lakers' season comes to an end in the most anticlimactic, depressing way possible. LeBron played well in that game. I said that before. 41 points in that game. The best player on the court wearing purple and gold. However, in that situation, you need a go-to move. You need something you can do to at least get a shot off. And Kwame Brown points this out. Shannon Sharp, being LeBron's biggest fan, number one dick rider, bootlicker-in-chief, shucking and jiving for LeBron James on TV for seven years now, took offense to this and publicly made it personal, made it personal against Kwame Brown, said, who are you? to be speaking about LeBron James. You're a bust. You're a nobody. You're just an angry farmer. You're bitter. You're jealous. You were a nobody. What was your go-to move? Look at your numbers. Look at your stats. You were nothing in the NBA. Kwame Brown, being who he is, 
decided, as I said earlier, to give Shannon Sharp some of his mama's cooking and let that man know, number one, you're not qualified to even talk about this. You can talk about me being a bust, but I actually played in the NBA, but that's not even my favorite point that Kwame made. My favorite point that Kwame made was you got all this hostility, all this bass in your voice. You got your chest all out. You ready to fight an entire basketball team predominantly comprised of black men. And now you got all these words from me. You on TV talking shit about me. Talking about who am I, what did I do in my career, look at my stats, look at my numbers. You didn't have all that bass in your voice, all that bravado, all that bluff and bluster. When a white boy, when a white man, Skip Bayless, buckled you down on live national television. As I stated earlier, Skip Bayless undressed Shannon Sharp on live national TV, all because Shannon Sharp had the audacity to be critical of Tom Brady. As I said, white folks don't like it when black dudes or black people in general speak in a negative tone about white folks. And Skip destroyed, eviscerated, annihilated, mopped the floor, publicly emasculated Shannon Sharp on live national television. And what did Shannon do? He got quiet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Skip, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me finish. That's all he had to say. But you got all that mouth for other black men. You can get all hostile, all hot and bothered. All this anger, rage, vitriol for other black men, which is symptomatic of the way that our culture exists. That happens too often. One brother is going to have all types of animosity and hostility for another brother, but get quiet and back down in the face of a white person. Why do we as black people do this? Why? I'll never understand it. But Kwame Brown's overall point was correct. That man disrespected your entire career and you got quiet. You, get, you had nothing to say now, I guess. You could say, well, that's my boss. I work for him. I look at it this way. Shannon Sharp has enough clout, enough name brand recognition, enough of a reputation to literally get up and just walk off the set. You don't need him anymore. You could now, an argument could be made that once upon a time, seven years ago, Shannon Sharp needed Skip Bayless. I'll, I'll agree with that because that is true. People forget that before Undisputed started, Shannon Sharp was kind of just floating around as far as like television was concerned. He was on CBS doing the halftime show and not very good, to be honest, not very popular. And then CBS fired him. They let him go. Then he got picked up by ESPN as a guest fill-in debater filling in for Stephen A. Smith whenever Stephen A. was on vacation, on assignment or whatever. And he would sit there at that debate table and debate Skip Bayless. It was kind of like undisputed before undisputed. A lot of people forget about that. So, and that, that's what led to Skip choosing Shannon Sharp to be his co-host for his new TV show on Fox Sports 1. So, yes, in a lot of ways... Shannon Sharp does owe his current career. The fact that he's he's thriving right now, he owes a lot of that to Skip Bayless. That is true. But that was seven years ago. That was then. This is now. You've built up your career, your, your reputation, your level of stardom to the point that I would think you no longer even need Skip Bayless at this point. And when that douchebag is on TV disrespecting you, violating your entire career, telling you and the entire world that you ain't shit because you're not on the level of Tom Brady. No one really is and saying your career was completely worthless because you're not Tom Brady. If I'm Shannon Sharp in that situation, I get up and just walk off the set in the middle of the show, cameras rolling, microphone attached, take that shit off and just walk away. Leave it alone. Fuck him. Seven months later, you end up getting bought out anyway. 
They no longer need you. And what's going to happen? My prediction is Skip is going to find another ex-black athlete to come on that show and debate against him. An ex-black athlete who might need money, who has goals and aspirations of being in sports media, making a name for himself. There's a lot of guys who fit that description. A lot of guys fit that profile. They look at Shannon Sharp and the success that he's had in the past seven years being opposite Skip Bayless, and they say, well, I can do that. I can go on TV with Cognac and Backwoods and Black and Miles. I can shuck and jive. I can be a bootlicker. I can be a, dare I say, a coon on live national television. I can be a handkerchief-head Negro and sit across a desk from a guy that's made his living denigrating, disrespecting, diminishing black athletes for the past 40 years. I can do that too. Some ex-black athlete that needs money is going to fill that void that has now been vacated by Shannon Sharp. The beat goes on and on. One, one brother leaves, another brother takes his place. Something else I've seen at multiple jobs I've had over the years. A brother gets, a brother gets fired. He gets replaced by another brother. Happens all the time. The company doesn't want to look racist. You want the appearance, anyway, the appearance of diversity. You don't really believe in or care about diversity. You just want to appear that way. Therefore, that's why I coined the term the appearance of diversity. That's how shit goes. For Shannon Sharp, you know, I, I wish the brother nothing but the best of luck. Uh, he still he, he has his podcast. He got that as a, a part of the uh, buyout terms and conditions or whatever. So he, he got his podcast very successful, always has different famous people on there talking about whatever they talk about. Truthfully speaking, I'm not really a fan of his. He made an ass out of himself in that whole Kwame Brown debate. He's on TV. He was ready to cry on live national television because someone disrespected his career. You can say what you want to about Kwame Brown. Shit didn't work out for him in the NBA for a lot of reasons. Maybe, maybe he really wasn't that good. Or maybe he got fucked over by the Washington Wizards. Who knows? That's for other people to debate. But to me, it's funny that you would take exception, take offense to Skip Bayless trying to discredit your career. And then you turn around and try to discredit and invalidate another black man's career. Take Kwame Brown out the equation. For years, in an effort and attempt to put LeBron James on a pedestal, what did Shannon Sharp do? Invalidate and discredit the careers of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. So in a way, Shannon got a taste of his own medicine. You reap what you sow. That's what you get. You make a deal with the devil. Sometimes you get burned. You go into business with Skip Bayless. That's what happens. Skip has a poor reputation amongst other members of the media. It's come out in recent days that Skip is looking for a particular kind of person to be his new co-host. Basically, someone who never opposes him, disagrees with him behind the scenes. Apparently, that was going on. Shannon had ideas for the show that opposed what Skip wanted to do. That's not allowed. It's Skip's show. Like I said earlier, He's making double the amount of money that Shannon Sharp was making for the same TV show. And a lot of people out there will tell you the biggest reason they watched that show wasn't Skip Bayless. It was Shannon Sharp. He had the biggest drawing power of that show, but he's making half the money of Skip Bayless. And Skip's name is really front and center on the title of the show. So there, there, there you have it. I mean, you're getting fucked over every day and you got no say in what goes on behind the scenes for the show and then there you are on live national television being publicly emasculated by a guy who couldn't carry your jock strap as an athlete you reap what you sow you dance with the devil sometimes you get burned i got no sympathy for shannon sharp he knew what he was doing and to me i look at the hypocritical way he attacked kwame brown I see a brother that forgot where he came from. He tried to ridicule Kwame Brown for being a farmer. Shannon Sharp grew up a sharecropper. 
a farmer in his own right. He grew up dirt poor in, in Savannah, Georgia, just like Kwame Brown grew up dirt poor in Georgia, South Carolina. I know Kwame somewhere from the South. Uh, New Brunswick, Georgia, as a matter of fact. That's where Kwame is from. But, but regardless, you let that fame, that attention, that Hollywood shit go to your head. You let the fact that a white dude like Skip Bayless accepted you, or at least you thought he accepted you, you let all that go to your head, and then there you are trying to embarrass another black man just because he offered his, his opinion about LeBron James, and that's your guy, that's your meal ticket, that's, that is the guy you are attached to. Really two people, Skip Bayless and LeBron James. You take both those guys out the equation, who is Shannon Sharp and what is Shannon Sharp? Because like I said, the average person nowadays has forgotten that once upon a time he was a great football player. That doesn't mean shit anymore. He's best known for being a bootlicker for LeBron James and Skip Bayless's token black friend. And now that friendship and that partnership has come to an end and Skip is going to find another token Negro to come on TV and have phony, contrived, nonsensical, stupid, asinine bullshit arguments with every morning on Fox Sports 1. So with all of that being said, this concludes this edition of the Dion Gordon Podcast. Eternally grateful, always humble, and very much appreciative. And remember, Shannon Sharp, your country ass has probably heard this before. Tread lightly like a woodpecker with a headache. Until next time, picture me rolling. I'm out.